morning, everyone. This is Talk Time with Elga, and today I have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Kedra. She is an entrepreneur and an officer with the United States Navy, and um, I can't wait to have this show today with her. So everybody, please welcome Kedra. How are you doing today? Hey, Elga, what's going on, girl? Uh, I'm marvelous. I'm great. Thank you for inviting me out to such a platform, man. Like, I'm proud of you, girl. Everything that you're doing for your community, for those that need your assistance and your help. And just operating in your gift, man, I think it is a gift. Um, and when you match that gift with purpose, man, truly God is going to maneuver and do what he, he's called you to do. So I just salute you for that. And thank you for uh, reaching out and allowing me to come. And, and grace your, your stage and, 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 and be a part of what you're doing. So everybody out there, um, my name is Shakeja Roberts. I'm the CEO. I created my speaking and coaching platform called IME, which is Impact, Aspire, Motivate Enterprises. As a Me Too advocate, life transformation coach, and motivational speaker, I aim to teach people the purpose and the gift after overcoming and really going through a, a painful trauma or challenging experience because there is purpose after pain. There is life after pain. There is manifestation and, and, and being anointed and, and filled with God after pain. You don't have to let pain take you down. You use that pain to keep you up and uh, really coach people through those experiences, man, and it's been wonderful, but at the same time, like Elvis said, I, I serve in, in the Navy. I hit 12 years in June, and it's been an experience. Congratulations, girl. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. I, I, I went from, started from the bottom, E1, and, and over in the office world, and it, it's been uh, a journey Started well, from the bottom, experience. now we're here. Yeah, there you go, baby. Let's eat, you know what I'm saying? Like, the sky, I tell people all the time, the sky is not the limit, heaven is. And um, when you really embrace that, it's like, don't give up. No matter how many challenges you face, no matter what you face, you get out there and do it. Understand everybody has a gift. And that's why I uh, wrote my book that I published last year, Just Unwrap It. It really talks about how each body, everybody got a gift. Like, you having this platform, like, it's part of your gift. You executing as a coach, you executing as a speaker, everything you're doing is part of your gift, man. And just imagine the people that you've already reached, that you're reaching right now, and that you're going to reach because you decided to wake up and use your gift. And everybody don't have that. Like, it's strength in just knowing that you wake up every day and say, Elga, hey, I'm about to execute. That's the same thing. Like, you got to wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to execute my gift today, and I'm going to execute in purpose because somebody needs you. Somebody's going to be on this call, and they need they need Elga to execute. They need Elga to bring the right people on her platform, not just for you, but also for them. So that they, I just salute you for that because everybody don't have the strength to wake up and go through things that me and you have been through and yes. still execute, still be willing to give. Like we've been through a lot in life, yes. and a lot of people are in the place we once were, where we're broken. We we don't know. We don't know our worth. We don't know where we belong. And when you are able to see people that look like you and bring them to where you are, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Oh, but and you know what? I, I really, I really, man, I really have to, I really have to thank God for you because um, you were a great inspiration in my life. Um, and I, you know, I still, I'm inspired every day by what you do. And, uh, every morning, you know, I just keep thinking to myself, whenever I feel a certain way, I just keep saying, let's eat. It's time to eat. Let's eat. Oh, let's eat. <laughs> we 
been through a lot. Um, but yeah. you know, some questions that I want to ask you that I'm sure our viewers want to know. So um, first thing is, is that um, I know you spoke a, a, about having a book and everything like that. How did you, how did you even get into uh, doing the book? Did you just start writing? Some people, you know, some uh, individuals that I have spoken to, they want to write a book, um, but they feel like, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm saying, or I have to go back and edit it, or you, what advice would you give those people who want to actually write about whatever it is they want to write about? What advice would you give them? My first advice ever would be authentic. The reason why people feel like they don't know what to say or how to say it is because they want to please the reader. The reader is going to pick up your book because they see themselves when they read your title, when they read your back biography, when they know about you, they want you. They want you uh, plain. They want you with no walls. They want you pure. They want just you. I tell everybody, just start writing. No matter if you don't know how to put it together, I'm helping my sister right now write her book called Facing the Mountain, and um, it's for, um, she, she has a nonprofit for caregivers, but um, I tell her, just write it. We'll edit it, we'll make dress it up a little bit later when it comes to grammar, but just write it because being yourself and being authentic is what your readers want, and that's what I did. I, I, I wanted people to see the gift that was inside of themselves, and, and God really dropped it in my spirit to call it Just Unwrap It, because a lot of people don't realize the gift God has given them, and they haven't unwrapped it yet, and so when it comes to writing a book, authenticity is key, and then just doing it, get up and just write, no matter if it's in the right chapter, no matter what, just, if you got to sit at the park, go by the water, there are times where I had to go find that peaceful place and just write. And, and, and write until you can't write no more, and do it again the next day, and do it again until you have your finished product that you're pleased with. Man, well, that is awesome, awesome advice. Um, what what obstacles have you encountered as you were creating your business? Like what? I, I'm sure a lot of them, but you know, what what is one of the biggest obstacles that you've encountered going through uh, growing your business? Um, the biggest obstacle I can say is uh, support. I mean, when we, we expect our loved ones, our friends, our families to support us, but those are kind of the last ones that get on board because they know you. They don't, they don't, everybody don't see your vision. God created the vision for you, not for everybody, but he specifically created the vision for you and everybody don't see it. And so people don't have um, it in them sometimes to support what they cannot see. It's just like faith sometimes. So I'll say that is the biggest one. And then as in the speaker realm, author realm, coaching realm, it's that credibility because a lot of people are doing what you're doing. But the thing is, everybody has their own audience. Yes, a lot of people is doing what I'm doing, but God created each one of us to reach a certain group of people. So that doesn't stop me from doing it. I just have to ensure that I put myself in the right audience to get in front of the people that I'm supposed to get in front of. So I'll say that was my biggest challenge is when you're going for um, building your brand is that credibility and how are you different from everybody else? What makes you different? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can mention right now 15 things that makes you different than anyone else. <laughs> um, but how, do you, how do you define success? What, what, what is success for you? Success for me is doing what you're called and purpose to do every single day. And that thing brings you peace. It brings you 
financial stability, and then it brings you legacy. To me, those three things, they, they're in, all-encompassing is when you can do what you love to do, get paid to do it, and be at peace with doing it, and you can leave that, like, you know, we still talk about Miles Monroe, we still talk about Martin Luther King, we still talk about so many greats because their legacy was their name. Everything is, to me is about when you can create that legacy, then you're successful. It's not just, you know, being at the height of your career for that, that's up for some people. But for me, it's always been creating peace and that legacy and doing what I love to do and just happen to get paid to do it. Well, what would you say, Kedra, is, you know, obviously, I mean, besides the Navy, because I know that it's already hard in, in itself. And um, again, thank you so much for serving. Thank you so much for everything that you do, um, because we wouldn't be able to be free and be who we are if it wasn't for the military. But what is uh, one of the hardest things that you've, you've ever done? One of the hardest things that i ever done was tell my story. I remember... Um, you know, as a Me Too survivor, I tell a lot of my clients, like, you're a victor, not a victim. And um, it was the first time I ever told my story. I was at a conference. I was stationed in Japan for the first six years of my career. I went to an all-women's conference. And um, growing up, I was always afraid to tell my story because I was like, I, my mother doesn't know. My family don't know. I didn't tell anybody till I was at the age of 25. You know, I'm 30 now. And I didn't tell anybody to the age of 25 because I was like, what if, you know, somebody don't believe me? What is the world going to think? You know, statistics, all these things. So one day I was at this conference and it was just in me. Like I couldn't sit down. It was a major conference. They bought in some singers from some uh, gospel artists and they allowed the mic to be open. So um, I got up. And I told my story. I was I was so nervous. I was trembling. I was worried because it was live recording. I was like, what if this gets to my mom? What if this gets to my family? But I was like, God, God didn't allow me to sit in peace. So I got up. And after I did that, at least 30 other women came up after me and was like, because you told your story today, I'm going to go talk to my mom. I'm going to go tell my family. I'm going to go embrace. And they, they loved on me. And that, at that moment, I knew what I was called to do. At that moment is where my life transitioned, and I started being a voice to the voiceless. That's like, literally that was that is. That is absolutely amazing. So, I mean, along with that, what is what would you say is the most proud, uh, the most thing that you're proud of in your life? The most thing I'm proud of is being able to forgive the those that have hurt me. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things that we do. I've been able to talk to the person who victimized me and ask the whys and the questions and really get closure. But the big thing I realized was hurt people hurt people. And a lot of things, you know, when people harm us or hurt us, they're in a mental state or a mental place that we don't always understand because we're hurt. But I always teach forgiveness because that's part of peace. It's part of letting go. So I think what kind of allows me to make my story different is um, being able to face the victimizer and being like, hey, like I release you because I want to be released too and go live your life. And yeah, you caused this, but God still loves you just like he loves me. And a lot of people don't get to that place. You don't have to forgive and be tight and, and best friends, but it's about forgiving and moving forward with your life. So I think that's the proudest thing I can say is I'm not just a Me Too advocate that has like anger, hatred. Like I'm a Me Too advocate that also expresses forgiveness is key. Forgiveness is part of the healing process. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? And forgiveness is so hard. I'll be the first one to admit it. It is, it is one of the most difficult things. And um, I, I hope at some point you and I can do an entire series on forgiveness because I think it's yeah, really yeah. important to share with other people um, about forgiveness. But I really wanted this show today to be about, you know, you and, and how far you've come and, and where you're at today in your life. What would you, what advice would you give give to um your future self like if looking back and and things that you've done and i'm sure you've spent a lot of money in coaching and coach people to coach you and things that you've done um what would you have what advice would you have given your past self the advice i would have given my past self is don't be afraid to take risks but take risks with wisdom a lot of coaches and speakers like business people who've been in the realm they always you know the financial burden that it can sometimes be when you're so anxious and you want to make it like you really you really love it and this is really what you want to do you're willing to do anything to get there but always take a step back take time to think about decisions pray about it then execute because sometimes we get so hyped and we want to take everything that comes to our comes in front of us and I learned you know God taught me just because it comes to you doesn't mean that it's for you you know what I'm saying so um that's that's one of the big like things saying no saying no is is a big one and I I learned that I forgot where I heard that from um but I heard you know the most successful people you know there there are a lot of things that you're just gonna have to say no to and you're gonna have to pick and what is the right things and um because you know we're one person we can't do it all um but what would you say all this epidemic that's going on and and everything that's changing i know you're a really godly person um all of these things that are going on right now uh what is your point of view on it on this COVID 19. my point of view is in the bible say a thousand Thousands may fall at your side, but death will not come near you. And really understanding that God is not surprised. We're surprised, but God is not. And not to get distracted with chaos. Pray and be aware, but don't be so concerned that you lose focus. And that's what COVID-19 has really allowed people to sit, reflect, refrain, and rejuvenate in a sense because um, it's kind of forced you to sit down. And a lot of people were on the go so much, so they were allowed to suppress. They were allowed to be distracted and and so many things. So I think God really forced some people to sit down. But COVID-19 is not a surprise to God. And um, whatever his intention and purpose is, it's going to be executed. You know what I'm saying? God has never lost, and he's not going to start with COVID-19. So um, everything's intentional when it comes to that spiritual and I just truly trust in God that what is, is, is it is, is, it is well, you know. Absolutely. So Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. There you go. What what do you believe, you know, because I, I know a, a lot of our viewers are thinking about it and, you know, even people, guests that I've had on the show already who have spoken about it. What do you feel like our new normal is going to be? Because obviously it's never going to be the same. Um, but what do you what do you feel like our new normal may be? I think our new normal is going to be really awareness. I think the lack of awareness that we maneuvered in the world before, but it's also going to teach people to have a safety net. 
because I think this shocked so many people in the career corporate world that it's going to cause people to start opening up their own businesses. It's going to cause people to probably dip into the MLM world. It's going to cause people their faith. Like it's going to cause it, it, I think this really caused people to be more aware of their financial status, what they really want to do in life, where their faith is, just family, love. It opens so many arenas to so many different things on, hey, if my nine to five goes away today, what am I going to do? I think that was the biggest shocker to a lot of people. And I think that's you're going to have a lot of businesses. Um, the speaker coaching realm is going to kick up a little bit. The MLM realm is going to kick up a little bit. CEOs is going to kick up. It's going to be a whole new ball game because people are going to realize, like, I need, a, I need a, a plan B and a plan C. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Another thing is you're, you, you brought up a good point. You know, we are such a society that before all this happened, and I, I said this previously to another guest I was speaking to that, you know, everybody was always busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy, full of a whole bunch of nothing, you know, yep. I think it's because a lot of people didn't really want to face what it was that they were going through. It's like, if I stay busy, then I don't have to think about the hurt or the pain yep. I'm going yep. through or what I had happened to me, or I don't have to think about whether my relationship is good or not, or I don't have to think about whatever it is. So we've made our lives based around all this busyness. I'm so busy and we never, we have never actually taken the time to sit and, and look within ourselves. So I think that that is also, um, something big, but, um, you know, the last thing that I really want to talk to you and discuss to you with you about is, um, you know, your future. What do you feel like um, your future as a as a motivator or an entrepreneur or officer? What uh, most, what should I say? What most, uh, what platform do you feel like God has in store most for you? Do you know yet or not yet? Yeah, so my audience is mainly the Me Too um, arena, women that are dealing with any form of abuse, mental illness, um, and then those that are, you know, because of that, in search of their gift and purpose, because a lot of victors um, do not see their gift or understand their purpose because they've been through so much pain. People have put themselves in a box of pain that they don't see that box as a gift. And so my platform really going forward has been really that Me Too arena and getting people to see themselves in a different light, um, their insecurities and, 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 and just finding their value and worth and, and not allowing a job or a dollar amount to identify that or a person, a, a spouse or a relationship, like they can identify their worth and their value and their faith. Um, and so that's really that platform going forward is, you know, you can aim for everybody and hit nobody. You have to aim and understand what your lane is. Man, it, it's, you know, it's, it's really difficult. And, and I'm speaking from experience. It's really difficult when you, um, feel like you're down and out and don't really have a direction or don't really have self-worth and don't really know where to go from there. So, you know, um, for people who are out there and feel lonely and sad and down and may not necessarily have the will or the ambition that you and I have, um, what would you tell them? 
I would tell them to find what they love about themselves. Uh, one thing I do with a lot of my clients is the first thing is tell me everything you don't like about you. You know, a lot of people be like, tell me everything you love about you and tell me everything you don't like. And then tell me why. Because when you speak on that why, you really understand that why is outside of you. It's usually because somebody else told you or somebody else did or didn't do. But when you see yourself out of the lens of God, when you see yourself out of the lens, you realize you've not been lonely. God's been there with you. He's put people in your life, but your walls or your fear has probably pushed or isolated you in a bit, but you can be yourself. So a lot of times it's about not focusing on why you feel alone, but what are you doing when you are alone? And finding that you, it's, it's almost like you set the value for yourself. And that's what I kind of identify with people is what is your value and where, where do we start building that value and worth? Because nobody else, I, even as a coach and a speaker, I can't even make you feel a way if you truly believe something else inside. So we got to work from the inside out and start you set, let's reset the value. Yes, okay, you may feel like this right now, but let's reset that. And then how do we do that? Go through step by step by step of, hey, we got to reset this mark because you're not on the clearance rack, baby. Like, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you the head and not the tail. He says you will be above and not beneath, but we got to get that instilled in your heart first. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I know you on a personal basis, so I know how much you love God, um, and um, I love him wholeheartedly, too. We both have a, a really strong relationship with him, but a question that I know that a lot of viewers, especially now, um, because I think people are, are curious, and they're looking to find and, and seek and, and really know, um, how did you come to to find God? How did you come to become so passionate when it when it has come to God? How did you find him? Um, I found him when I was really looking for myself. Really, what makes me on fire for God is first I no lie, I feared I feared who he was because for God to be almighty, all powerful, know all things and he controls everything. Like this guy can do anything to me in a sense, but I I I was a drinker. Um I drank seven days a week because I wanted to suppress my feelings and emotion. I clubbed, I was in the music, I was just really out in the world because I was so lost. So I wanted to be accepted because I didn't accept myself. And coming to God, it was more like you didn't let my Me Too experience, my suicidal thoughts. Remember, you know, you you know my story, but because of my Me Too experience, I became a cutter. I found another pain besides the pain I was dealing with. So I dealt with the suicidal things. And it's like, you never allowed this to kill me. I love him for that. When I realize what he didn't allow versus what he will do, I look at what he has done, and that's where my fire comes from. Like, you've done so much. So many times I could have been broken. I could have been dead. I could have cut the wrong vein. I could have did anything, and you didn't allow that. You built a certain type of strength and a fire in me that nobody can put out now. So that's where my fire and my faith comes from because God could have, but he didn't. But when I realized people, it's you know, and, and, and I think that's amazing. And, and I love your passion. I, I love how on fire you are for Christ. And, you know, I love him wholeheartedly. So I totally understand. But again, for our viewers, for some people who would turn around, let's say, and say to you, well, you know, how do you really know there's a God out there? What happens if it just happened to you because it just happened? How do you answer those people? How do you respond back to those people? 
I always tell people, try God. A lot of people try people of God. They don't try God. I always, I get that all the time. I've what do you mean by try God? If isolate everything that you've encountered, take out all the people that you've talked to, literally get in the word, you and God, and try him out and see how he shows up in your life. Don't. It's, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about tradition. I'm not telling you to go to church every Sunday. I'm not telling you to do nothing but sit with the word. And even if you don't even want to try the Bible, sit and seek God. Sit and talk to him. Pray with him. Have a conversation with him and watch him show up in your life. And so I always tell people that, have you tried people of God or have you tried God? Like literally you and him. No barriers, no wall, but it takes trust. If you're not ready to trust or try, then I can tell I can't tell you anything besides, hey, you have don't try people, try God. Don't trust people. You gotta lean on God and give him a chance. Give God a chance, not the world of what people assume God is a chance. And I, I've had that conversation multiple times, like just lay it all out and try God and people come back and tell me and, and some of those guys are, are in my circle today. So I think that there is no right answer. Mm-hmm. For that question, mm-hmm. everybody will give you a different response. But when people talk to me, I always tell them, try God, don't try God. Don't try the people of God. Try God himself. And Man, build your and if they would him. just try, if they would just try God, they would see that there is nothing like it. There is nothing yep. that anybody yep. or anyone can do like the way that God does. Well, Keidra, yeah, yeah. you know, last question I'm going to ask you. I know I said that three questions ago, but I, I just love speaking to you. I love um, your fire and I love everything that you've done. So I could sit and talk to you for hours. But I guess the last question that I would ask you is how do people find their purpose? There's a lot of people that I've heard out there and especially a lot of viewers that I speak to that are like, I have no idea what my purpose is. How do I even find my purpose? Where, where, where would I even discover that? What advice would you give those people? You have to understand your gift first. A lot of people who say, hey, I'm trying to find my purpose, they haven't even identified their gift. Your gift and your purpose are matched together. So my gift is the fact that I know how to overcome. My purpose is to coach, teach, and, and motivate others to do the same. So you have to understand what your gift is. People have gifts of, of the gift of grab, the fishermen of many men. If you find your gift, which that gift comes from looking at your past and saying, what have I done well? What have I done naturally? So a lot of people look for the surface, but they don't go and start at the seed. So again, people have to learn to work backwards. Um, when you're looking for your purpose, you first have to find what your gift and your niche is. Once you find that, then it's easy to know what your purpose is because now you got the gift. A lot of people do not know their purpose or it's hard to find their purpose because they don't understand the difference between gift and purpose. So find your gift and your gift comes from things you've been through. And that's why I always say like, you know, you sometimes have to dig into that pain. Sometimes you have to dig into your experiences. Some people have to give finances, numbers. Like, what is it that you do naturally? And then the purpose is to execute that into the world. We're, anything we have, God created something in you to give to the world. So what of your expertise can you give to the world? That's that purpose. It comes naturally. It's in your DNA. It's your gift. 
Man, Kedra, thank you so much. I thank you. I, I can't even thank you enough, man. You're just so inspirational. I look forward to seeing so much and doing so much more with you. Um, thank you again for being a guest on the show today. Um, I, I look forward to more hot topics with you and definitely more things in the future for anyone who wants to join, ask a question, or even just make a comment on any topics, please feel free to reach out to us on our website at www.faithdrivenservices.com, or you can email us at faithdrivenservices at gmail.com. Until next time, I'll see you next Monday. This is Talk Time with Elga. Hey, Kedra, let's eat. Let's eat. <laughs>